This is the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to today's Flying Squirrels pregame conversation. On today's episode, I got a chance to catch up with Flying Squirrels pitcher John Russell, the Hartford, Connecticut native, played his college ball at UConn. We talked some about that. We talked some about throwing a knuckleball, mixing that in this year, and a whole lot more. Here's my conversation with Flying Squirrels pitcher John Russell. How's everything going for you so far here in Richmond? It's been awesome, man. I I love being here, and uh, it's been a great start to the season so far. So you're from Hartford. Are you from Hartford proper? Is that your actual town, or were you in one of the suburbs nearby? I grew up in the suburb of Glastonbury, uh, just across the river, uh, but I was born in Hartford, so that's what they got in the manual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they go to the birthplace. So Glastonbury is your hometown. Uh, Hartford area in general. It's not an area where we see a, a ton of baseball players in the pro side. There are a lot of talented players that come out of there, but it's a cold weather place. Uh, you know, it's not like down in Florida or Texas or some parts of California where guys can get out and play 12 months a year. Was it a challenge for you growing up having to find a way to, to get some playing time during the winter? Uh, I don't. It was a little bit different for me growing up because baseball wasn't like my whole life. Uh, I played three sports uh, soccer basketball and baseball growing up and when it was the winter time it was basketball season and when basketball season ended that was when I picked up a baseball so that, that was kind of my life um, I try and pride myself on being an athlete and not just a baseball player uh, and you know I, I always enjoyed playing all different sports it's so rare these days because it seems like for a lot of professional baseball players it was a specialized thing for them they played baseball 12 months a year growing up uh, you get a few guys that played a handful of different sports but even when they were playing other sports they were doing baseball you know doing working with a pitching coach or something like that the whole winter uh so it's it's very different i guess to see guys who played other sports as a primary focus during different seasons i like that i liked i loved playing every sport i could growing up so basketball what'd you play in basketball oh man i was I was five foot four my freshman year, so I was the point guard, and by my senior year I was six three, so I was playing power forward. So it, it, a little bit of everything. How about in soccer? Soccer, I played defense. I I wasn't very fast. I could just kick the ball really far. I was a lefty for some reason in soccer. Help keep you in shape for the spring, right? Exactly. Good footwork. Soccer's yeah. all about your footwork. So after high school, you go off to UConn, Avery Point. Uh, what led you to start your collegiate career there? Yeah, it was actually funny. I didn't start my collegiate career there. I started, um, I wasn't even going to play baseball in college. And, you know, I know you mentioned, like, people specialize to play professional baseball. I was, that was not my goal at all. Um, I, I went to the main campus of UConn and tried to walk on the fall of my freshman year and got cut. And the opportunity came up to uh, do a campus change, they called it, and play at UConn every point in the junior college league there. So I did it, and I played there for a semester, had an awesome time, performed well. And um, then at that point, I transferred back to the main campus, uh, went through the walk-on process again, and ended up making the team. So, uh, Did you play at Avery Point? Was that your freshman year? Did you transfer after one semester? It was the spring of my freshman year that I played there, so yeah. So you were at the main campus for the fall and then, and then moved over there and then went back to Maine the next fall? Exactly. So you just—it was just one semester that you were over there. It was then, one so. semester. I was bouncing around a little bit. Well, when when you transferred over, you, uh, you you make the team as a walk-on, and you had a lot of success working out of the bullpen. Had you been kind of specialized? We're talking about specialization. It seems like a lot today. But had you been specialized kind of as a reliever uh, before that time, or was that something new for you? 
Not really. I mean, when I went to Avery Point, I was it was halfway through the year. We had a ton of great arms that year, and um, I was just kind of a late ad. So we decided, hey, you're not going to be a starter. You're going to be the closer at Avery Point. And I had some success doing that. And when I came back to UConn, it was kind of the same deal. I mean, we had a we had a ton of talent on that on that roster uh, my sophomore year, including actually former Flying Squirrel Patrick Rotolo, who was the closer there. So I was uh, I was behind some guys, and I really didn't pitch that much as a sophomore. And um, you know, they got drafted, they left, and I got an opportunity in my junior year to perform. And it was. Uh, kind of went from there that was a good year i'll say it for you you had a really good <laughs> year uh set the program record for saves uh single season record actually i think i looked and saw that even after just one season you were like near the top five in school history in saves after just the the one year worth of saves moved you up to that list so the closers role seemed to work out well for you while you were at uconn it did yeah and i mean like i said i I got to watch Pat Rotolo before me. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a long list of UConn closers. Uh, Scott Oberg, who was in the big leagues with the uh, Rockies. Um, Kevin Vance, you know, before me. A lot of guys to to kind of model after. And then, you know, guys after me, we had uh, P.J. Poulin, Caleb Worster, um, and Jake Wallace with the Red Sox now. Just a lot of a lot of really quality arms coming out of that program. This baseball world tends to be pretty small, uh, but it's still not often that you get a chance as a professional to play with somebody that you were a teammate with somewhere else, like you and Pat, uh, when you got to come here this year. And of course, you guys have been in the same system for the last few years, but now you kind of got to spend a month or so sharing a clubhouse with them out at an affiliate. Um, I know you only, I think you only crossed paths for a season in college, one season, but yeah. did you know each other well back then? And uh, did that kind of help you ease into this new affiliate this year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it was it was great to have him here. I mean, we've we've obviously been together in the organization for six years now, but this year was the first time we were ever actually on the same team, and uh, you know, it's it's it just feels like it makes you feel a little more comfortable because that's a guy I've known for eight nine years, and you know, we know all the same people from back home, and to just be able to show up every day. And, you know, have him here was just very comforting, especially being in a new environment in Richmond. Did you grow up a UConn fan? Were you a, I know college sports aren't super big in the Northeast, but I know in Connecticut there are a lot of UConn fans. Were you one? Oh, yeah. I was born a Husky. I mean, I, we, we didn't have any professional teams, so, you know, UConn men's basketball was my professional team growing up. I mean, I was that kid with the Ben Gordon and Mecca Okafor poster on the wall. And, you know, just and we had some great teams under Jim Calhoun and then, it, that was it to be able to go there and represent you know UConn and play there was something I never thought I'd be able to do and it was a dream come true it must have been I mean you go there that first year you don't make the team you go do the the branch campus the junior college campus at every point that you were talking about then you come back what did that mean for you when you got to put on that uniform when you made the team as a walk-on and got to play for the the school that means so much there in that state meant so much to you growing up it meant I mean I mean, it meant a lot, and it just, it was, it was, I just felt like, you know, I earned it, and, and that was what was so special to me, because there was a lot of people who just kind of showed up, and, you know, whatever, they had a scholarship, but, but the amazing thing about Coach Pender's program is that, you know, you're, you're going to get an opportunity, no matter who you are, and, and I always appreciate that, 
he gave me that opportunity when you know division three schools were passing on me and and he gave he took a flyer on me and and gave me a chance to walk on and and show what I could do and I'll I'll forever be appreciative of that and from UConn you get a chance to go off into pro ball here you are working your way up the San Francisco Giants ladder uh first year at the double a level about a month and it's mid-may now so call it about six weeks here at the double a level how have you felt like your adjustment to this level has gone because they say this is one of the biggest jumps in all of minor league baseball yeah i mean i think it's i think it's gone uh fairly well um I, you know, i've had some some success early in the year uh it, it the the ability to make mistakes just gets smaller i mean you know it, when you make mistakes here, you, you get punished, and if you execute your pitch, most of the time you'll you'll be all right. So it just comes down to that, and it comes down to having a process and, and having a plan and sticking to that plan, and um, you know it, it'll it'll work out in the end. There is one thing that's pretty unique about you, and that's that you will occasionally work in a knuckleball. It's kind of a something that's disappeared over baseball. You're not a knuckleball pitcher. You're more of a, I guess, a traditional pitcher, but you sneak this knuckleball in there every now and then. Where did that come from? And uh, and uh, I know a lot of guys throw it, but they won't get the green light from the organization to throw it. It seems like the Giants are comfortable enough with you to, to let you use that in games. Yeah, so it's new in a sense this year, but it's also old. I mean, as a kid growing up, I, I always liked pitching, but I was really small. I never threw hard, and I, for whatever reason, started throwing a knuckleball I mean my dad would play catch with me and he'd throw knuckleballs at me so I'd throw them back to him and uh and <laughs> the day came where mine was a little better than his and we said all right let's see what happens but you know as for throwing it professionally um now I mean it was just kind of something that I thought about this off season. And I know I've always had a good knuckleball and I didn't want to regret you know not pulling it out of the back pocket and, and seeing what could happen I mean so I showed up to spring training and threw a couple in a bullpen and it sounded like they liked what they saw. So I got the green light and kind of just see what happens with that pitch from here. I think all of us when we're kids, we all mess around throwing it, right? Like none of us, I could never make it happen. Of course, I'm not a professional pitcher, but mostly most guys even over here, they, you know, you guys are throwing out there. Some guys will try to mess around with it and, and, and most guys can't figure it out. That pitch is such a mystery to so many people. Uh, but it seems like you've been able to, as much as you can harness something like that, turn it into a usable third option for you. Yeah, I mean, you can only figure it out so much. I, I'm throwing it and hoping it goes over the plate. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of the, the fun part of it. And, you know, I've, I've had some points in my career where I'm out there and, you know, I feel like I'm not having fun. And, um, I, you know, trying to get back, back to when I performed the best in my career was always when I was having the most fun. So, um, you know, that knuckleball is just kind of a, it's a way for me to get back to that. You know, if I'm ever out there on the mound and, and struggling, it's like, all right, let's, let's, let's throw this up there and see what happens and, and you know, have some fun. Well, it's been fun checking, uh, checking in with you today, hearing some of your story. We'll talk again soon. I'm looking forward to seeing you get back out there on the mound at some point in the next few days. Awesome. Appreciate it, Trey.